Hey people, hope everyone is coping well with obviously what's going on in the world right now. Series 2 of Not Another Sales Podcast launches this coming Tuesday, 17th of March. But I wanted to jump on in the meantime and share some ideas some best practice and some approaches around working from home. I know a lot of you might be listening to this, preparing to do that for the first time next week or find it a bit uncomfortable having done it in the past. So here's some ideas, some things for you to try and be mindful of first thing in the morning, during your day and at the end. So enjoy and we'd love to hear your feedback. So the first thing to focus on when working from home is as soon as you get up, your morning routine. And even if you feel like you've been so busy, you don't have time for this, just think, look, if our usual commute time is half an hour or 40 minutes, I'm going to use that time to try this morning routine or something that works for you. It's a great way to set you up for success for the day. And there's three things to cover in the morning routine. First one being three goals for the day. So what are three things that you want to achieve today? They could be focused around particular business. They could be focused around an activity, a process, an outcome. But be mindful of attaching an emotion to that. So, for example, don't just say, I want to get this slide deck finished today or this presentation or this pitch. It might look like I want to get this pitch prepared today or finished so I can feel more calm and certain about what's coming up next week. Attaching an emotion to it makes it a lot more meaningful. And also when we're working through it, it it makes us feel like we're actually progressing with something rather than sometimes just getting stuck in the detail of everything. The second one is visualization. So if you never tried this before and you might have heard about it, I want you to first of all take you back to a memory, a time where you've thought of something, a childhood memory or your favorite memory with some friends, family growing up. What do you start feeling when you think of this? You're probably smiling right now. You might be laughing. Probably a lot of good feelings going on inside you. And and this is what's going on within our brain. Our brain doesn't know the difference between what's happened before, what's happening now, and what's going to happen. So we can gain so much excitement and enjoyment from thinking back. We can also do that from projecting forwards. So what visualization allows us to do is to become clearer on where we want to go and if that's the right kind of path for us. So spend five minutes just thinking, what do I want to feel like at the end of today or the end of this week or the end of the month or the end of the year? This is a really good habit to build into regardless if you're working from home because it helps you clarify exactly where you're going. And also it brings up all those emotions from the future into the current, which really helps you drive forwards. The third piece around morning routine is getting into the zone. So it can be very easy sometimes just to sort of, you know, start working, but This is a really great tool to sort of bring yourself into optimum state. So whether it's listening to a certain song, watching a certain YouTube video, hugging your cat, whatever that might be, having a super smoothie, get yourself into that optimum zone. Don't wake up by accident. Think, do you know what? If this makes me happy, I'm going to build this in every morning. The next piece is about having a dedicated space to work from or a certain mode. So it's very easy when we work from home just to think we'll work at the kitchen table. And that's fine because not everyone listening to this has an office or a dedicated space if you've got kids at home or you're sharing with other people. But at least have a certain mode. For example, when your headphones are on, even if you're not listening to anything, it just helps you focus and it helps clarify to everyone else who might be passing through that, look, I'm working. This is my zone. The third one is dress like you're going to work. Now, I used to have a friend who who did this all the time. He would work from home and he used to get dressed up in a three-piece suit every day. And I'm not saying everyone should do this, but 
yes, there's a certain element you can be a bit more comfy when you work from home, but how we dress often puts us into a certain state. It's like, for example, when we have our lazy days and we're just wearing pajamas, like it feels great, but we are just feeling very relaxed. So think about this when you're getting ready to work, like what clothing would you normally wear? What's something that can make you feel a bit like, right, I'm going from relaxed stage to work stage. The next one is staying social. So again, when we're cut off on periods like this, you know, you might have family coming through uh, or with you or roommates, but it's still important to network and socialize with your colleagues. So it's very, try and avoid getting stuck in the the emails and the slack. They're still important, but still try and give someone a call like once or twice a day, just to, just to stimulate the mind a bit more and just to keep that kind of social element because we are social creatures. And in this time, we don't want to sort of confine ourselves to not speaking to anyone sometimes for the whole day the next one is regular breaks where you can get fresh air so blocking out 60 to 90 minutes of work in your schedule in your calendar so it's very clear again if people are working everyone's working remotely everyone can see what you're doing and it's not a case of oh look i'm doing my job it's just making sure that people realize that you know i'm working on this so don't don't try and contact me at this certain time but scheduling them in and, and scheduling those breaks in are very important because it can be very easy to get stuck in the in the grain of things and get your head down. But, you know, there's a danger of having a bit of cabin fever as well if you've just done that for eight hours a day and then you're just going to spend the evening in the house as well. So get out, go for some fresh air, do something like wash the dishes or whatever that makes you feel like, you know, you're just breaking up that pattern. And the final one is is having a warm down period at the end of each day. And a certain time, you know, we we use it when we go to the gym, you, you warm up or when you're doing exercise and you warm down. It's the same when we're working from home is that it's very easy going back to the cabin fever thing to think, right, I've finished. But have you technically finished? Like, are you still checking emails? Are you still working? What time are you actually finishing? And then also it's hard to go, right, I've been working at my kitchen table all day. Now I'm going to spend the evening here. We can get a bit a bit sort of pent up about that. So. To do something, get changed back into your comfy gear, go out of the house, go for a walk, watch or listen to something, just wind your mind down and, and make sure that you're in a in a good state to be present in the evening with your with your family and, and with your friends, whoever might be there. So I hope that helps and you've enjoyed that. Looking forward to releasing the podcast on Tuesday. But just as a special preview, I'm going to include a couple of sound bites now from a couple of my guests, including Morgan J. Ingram and Todd Capone. So enjoy them and I will catch you soon. Yeah, so I'll give a shout out to Jesse and Kevin over there at Patient Pop. I know I saw a couple of posts that I've seen. They do meditation in the morning. I think that's, yeah. that's awesome as a team. I don't think a lot of teams are even doing that. Uh, another thing is they... They take their they take the rough sets of movies. They take them out to do a spin class. Like I used to do as a team, we would go out to concerts, right? I think we I take walks with my reps. I think you have to get outside the confines of work. If you're mm-hmm. at work in an office and doing a one to one, you feel like you have to give professional answers. When you are outside of that element, you get more real, you get more raw. And so I think those are things that we have to think about as leaders: is how can we do things that create the more of human element. So people are allowed to be more human with us because if it's just like, all right, here I am again, it's that's not going to help people in display. And so here's what happened. 
we did a research study with a local university. It's Northwestern University here in Chicago that looked at, all right, when a website is acting as the salesperson, how do consumers interact? How do they decide? What do they do? And so the first piece that popped out was no surprise that we as human beings, like we all look at reviews now, right? If, if the number they came up with was 96% of us will look at a review for a product we haven't bought before that is of medium to high consideration, meaning it's not a pack of gum. It's something that means something. Mm. But the two things that changed my life, right? And it goes back to this whole idea of Amazon is that 82% of us go right to the negative reviews first. So we don't need to read the five stars. We want to read what could go wrong. And again, this is when a website's acting as the salesperson. The second piece of this is that when a product has an average review score between a 4.2 and a 4.5, those products actually sell better than products that have any other review score averages, including a perfect five. So a 4.2 sells better than a five. So I looked at that and said, all right, there's something about the way our brains want to make decisions that are optimized when we have the negative right next to the positive, what would happen in a B2B or human to human environment? Mm -hmm. So I looked at the research and then as a CRO, I didn't have many times that I could try it out because normally I had reps that were actually doing the positioning and the prospecting and the presenting and all of that. But when I did, it was magic what happened. So the brain science tells us that we are resistant to being influenced, right? And that we are actually trying to predict what our experience is going to be like with a product or service, which is why we look at the negatives first. In a human-to-human -human selling environment, it's exactly the same. As buyers, when we're going to spend some money, we want to know what's not going to work or what we might have some risk or what we might be trading off to get what you've got that's really, really good. Mm -hmm. And so when we in a selling environment actually lead with that and tell the, the prospect, hey, listen, these are the things that we might not be perfect at. Here's the things where our competitors might be better than us. But if you're cool with those things, then here's what we're 